One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You can wish for it, or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the untold success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Coriel, joined in the building with the Maddie James, <laughs> and we are so excited to be back for another in studio with Co. So before we get into um, our special guest and our special interview, I have to remind y'all that it is absolutely going down October 31st through November 3rd right here in ATL at Work Pray Slay weekend a four-day fun-filled weekend for women who are ready to win and I promise you it's going to get your entire life together tonight I get to introduce you well it's not an introduction because I know y'all know my girl <laughs> um, but tonight I get to present to you one of our 2018 Work Pray Slay workaholic honoree Mrs. Maddie James. Hi. Maddie, are you ready to confess? I am. I am. Okay, so Maddie, <laughs> we all know you as the, I don't even want to say blogger because that's like disrespectful to what you <laughs> have evolved into, the influencer extraordinaire. Um, but talk a little bit about your beginnings in blogging because you were blogging before blogging was blogging. Yeah, I, I've been blogging for a while. Like, I was blogging when it wasn't cool, you know, and definitely when it wasn't cool for girls who looked like me especially. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started blogging as a hobby in 2008. And in 2009, I kind of had, like, this really great year. I got married. I won Miss Liberia USA. So I had a little bit more eyes on me. 
So then instead of, I don't know if you guys remember Blogger, which was which is owned by Google, but that's where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mattyology, my old blog, was hosted on. So it was mattyology.blogspot.com. It's still up if you want to go up and see how trash it was. <laughs> the humble Because we all start at square one. Mm-hmm. And I, I think some of us think that people, I think a lot of people like might just like find you today on Instagram and think you started today. Mm-hmm. Like you were like, you know what, let me go to the studio. We're going to do this thing. You know, and just do it, you know. Not the case at all. Had no idea what I was doing and just really took it one step at a time. I just I sowed that seed. I watered it repeatedly. And in 2010, I finally took the jump and bought my own domain. Mm-hmm. So I did not have the blog spot in my URL anymore and was really just talking about, you know what? In the beginning, I was talking about celebrities and that one, that one, it because like celebrity news and getting PR and all of that, you got to be up like five, six in the morning, really giving it to the girls. And that really wasn't my ministry. I was like, I I like celebrities. I don't like them this much though. So I'm going to talk about myself. (laughs) And um, I was just talking about my really, really average and mediocre outfits. And um, it (laughs) it was real regular in 2010. Um, But I just didn't give up. I just was, I didn't know what it was going to become, but I was really excited about, about what it could be mm-hmm. and I, I really liked that naive version of myself I was just excited to be able to do something new that I believed in and didn't really need validation from outside people I love it so I know you said you weren't really into the celebrity uh, mess but <laughs> around here at uh, Confessions of a Workaholic we like a little mess with a message right, right so right, this right. is our little conscious conversation um, because I feel like we're all talking about these things oh we're absolutely anyway so we them. might as well talk about them in a positive maybe way um so i got three topics and i want to know your honest opinion on what in the world is going on so the first one is lil nas x you know who this is i do i do all right he's riding up he's he's riding riding down an old country road right in 2019 why are white people still trying to keep us out and why are we still trying to get in so hard hmm. i think that you know, and I, I want to say this is a Beyonce quote, and I think she said it when she gave uh, Kaepernick that award. But, you know, r- racism is so American it that people America. don't even realize mm-hmm. they're racist. It's just like the default, unfortunately. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't really understand why this was such a big issue. You know what I mean? Because it was even an issue when Beyonce did. It you was. Know? And Beyonce is Beyonce. And Beyonce is Beyonce. You know what I mean? And so it was interesting to me that this was it was just huge reaction. And Billy Ray Cyrus had to not only jump on the song, but then actually then like validate it like like over. Overly validated mm-hmm. too, you know what I mean? Like him even jumping on the song should have been the validation, right. but he had it. And you know, really cool that he even took the time out to do exactly. that. You know what I mean? But that is what I feel like they have to do: is you have to use your privilege yeah, in a way that can yeah, benefit exactly. The less and obviously. I don't. And I'll be honest, for me, I, and I don't know very much about Lil Nas X, but. I don't really feel like it was him necessarily trying to get in. I just think mm-hmm. like this was his song, you know what I mean? And it's like, for me, the question should always be, why was there so much pushback if this was a song in the genre? You know what I mean? It met the criteria. It has the sound. It All has the look. That. You know what I mean? Like, How can they defend that is what I don't understand. So even when he made, I don't know if he was number one, number three, whatever, mm-hmm. um, topping the Billboard charts, mm-hmm. they even still tried to credit 
Billy Ray. Like, uh-huh. it was his song. Right, so right, right. I'm offended, y'all. I didn't know nothing <laughs> about the song. I wasn't feeling it at first. And then I heard the backstory. Right, right, and right, I've been right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Ever for sure. Set. Like, I think we were all, bla- they were blasting it at my kid's school yesterday, you know. And I'm like, yes, it. have at it. You I know what I mean? It. But, yeah, I, I don't get why it was. I mean, I get why. But I'm like, in, 20, in post-racial America. Hello. Which is not really the case at all. That of course that's why it's like he's already black, right? And then he's young, so it's like he had the double whammy. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if he would have been a woman, you know, they, he did. But just this is just once again proof that we can do any and everything, oh, and yeah. we are the originators behind all of yeah. this. Like, well, all it still of didn't this. hold him out. Like, you know, I'm like he been number one on the Billboard 100 right, for so how what, long? What did so y'all it's do? like other than get me, mad, you kept me off the country charts, but meanwhile, dominate in the whole country. So okay, so another topic. Um, that's dominating Aisha Curry. Why? So she went for those of y'all who haven't um, seen or heard. She's on Jada interviewing um, with table. Jada on the mm-hmm. Red Table Talk, and I guess the previous question to Aisha was about the groupies. Mm-hmm. How does she mm-hmm. deal with Steph's groupies? For sure. And then her response um, was, you know, basically that she feels some type of way because she isn't getting that same attention, attention. or similar attention. Right, right, right. Why do you think this went viral? Because I didn't really feel like it was that big a deal. I feel mm-hmm. like Aisha Curry, she can't say nothing. Poor girl cannot yeah, say anything just, yeah. without just getting destroyed. Yeah. But as a married woman, can you feel her on that? Do you understand what she was trying to say? Do you get it? And why are people mad? I think people are mad when they feel like you're in this position that you should just be so grateful for, right? I can't complain like about she's anything. you're married to Steph Curry, you know what I mean? You have this business, mm. you have your babies. It's like, well, you should be grateful for everything that you have and it's like, yeah, God forbid you're a human and you're vulnerable and right. you're having an honest conversation with your mother-in-law, Jada, mm. you know, and your your sisters-in-law there. I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I really think that I think people just need somebody to villainize because of their own insecurities and stuff like that. I'm not saying that I even agree with everything that Aisha Curry says, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I can disagree with somebody without like rooting for their demise. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, I'm not saying that she says everything perfect, but was her saying that she wished that she was, you know, looked at the same way, like women look at stuff. Like she wishes that people would look at her. Like, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. And do you, because of the comments that I was reading and I got to stay out the comments. They're hilarious. Yeah, like, I, I got these comments. Yeah, my husband loves to read comments, and it get, I just you I can't get, do it. I definitely can't do it. I definitely can't. I just have Maddie, too much joy listen. to be stripped away in those comments. Sections. Well, okay, I don't read the bad ones. I read the oh, funny okay. ones. You read and the, the funny ones, but are, they be bad. They be bad. You're right. Okay, but what I saw in the comments. People were basically saying, like, I saw someone say, you know, so you want to wear all those out? You know, I, I thought you were purposely not dressing like a whole, you know, making light of her image as a wholesome right. wife, which right. I don't think she was saying, I want men to be gawking at me when no. I walk down the street. I think that she just notices the attention that her husband gets. Yeah. She's had three babies yeah. back to back, which I'm sure does a lot. I don't know personally yeah. yet, but I'm sure that does something to your mojo oh absolutely you know so i can see that she she was just expressing insecurities and being human yeah i mean i think all of us as as people but definitely all of us as women like you know you get dressed you know you're feeling confident about yourself or you're trying to build your confidence back up and like you go out you know maybe your friend gets attention or your sister Mm -hmm. or whoever and you don't get that attention i don't think it's wrong to kind of admit and be vulnerable and i think that's the other thing that 
I, is problematic for me that we have all these fake feminists around. But if it's a woman that you don't like or agree with, then all of a sudden you're oh, okay with her demise. Mm-hmm. It's just not cool. Um, and everybody again, you know, behind a, a keyboard is a thug. Listen, this is very true. Okay, speaking of thugs. <laughs> your boy C Breezy, right? So Chris Brown, I, we can already skip the know, question. Listen, we can already no, skip listen, it. I have a, I, okay, so this is this is my Chris Brown question. Chris Brown recently like commented on some again, I'm in the comments. Commented on one of Rihanna's page, you know, uh pictures called her queen, asked her, you know, when the new music was dropping, all of these things, right? And then I get to thinking about how Chris Brown and Rihanna got back together. They were secretly dating. Mm-hmm. Do you think we would judge them if they got back together. Would you judge Riri? I would. Could it yeah, work? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't say I would support that. I think that, yeah, I, I just, it would be, I will say this. I think it would be different if Chris Brown was like this different person. But you don't <laughs> but think he's, he's changed, grown, evolved? Nah. You know yet. what I mean? Um, and I just think that there's so many people watching both of them. I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it's so a good like idea. So like 10, 15 years, mature sea breezy. He, he don't get a chance, no? I, he doesn't. He, I, I, it's think, I think it's, it's done. Crazy. I think really, like, Rihanna's going to either pop up with, like, a Russian billionaire or have his babies and keep it moving. Um, no, you just, no. She's not going to backslide. I mean, he, I mean, not to be funny, but it's like he couldn't do enough to keep Karuchi. Like, you definitely not doing enough to keep Rihanna. Like, and not even to say that Rihanna's better than Karuchi, but it's like, it's 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 higher profile. <laughs> it's higher profile. I'm right. just saying. So that was nice. I, I just don't think that, you know, I think he probably was in his feelings and, you know, probably not sober and probably all in her comments and stuff like that. I think it's And we idea. know how those exes are. So now that now that you say it like that, it's like it probably it's wasn't. Ba- it wasn't Can you even imagine fun. Chris Brown as your ex? Absolutely actually, not. I, I or. Exes, so I'm, I can actually imagine that. Chris Breezy level X. That's that's a level of X where it's just like like Chris Brown literally says what he wants. That's true. Okay, okay, that's <laughs> like, true. And like, he, and he like has publicly. the status, the power, the money. I've never had it. It's like just that. like huh. yeah. It's, Let me stop. That's playing. a lot. Okay, that concludes our mess with the message. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, but let's get back into your career. So we talked about your blogging beginnings in 2008, back when you know black girls weren't blogging. <laughs> they were. And I want to start there because are black girls blogging now? Yes, we are. But we're not being represented, I don't think, in the mm-hmm. way that other people are. And oh, even sure. when, um, you know, we we're talking about who my guest was tonight, I'm like, yo, Maddie is killing it for the black girl oh, in sweet. the blogger influencer space, especially in Atlanta, but beyond um, as well. Why do you think it is that we are not represented? Because we have just as much influence, just as much, you know. So why do you think that is? And what do you think we can do about it, if anything? You know, somebody asked me this. um, I was just on a brand trip a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, one of the other white influencers, she was, I I was the only black influencer out of eight influencers, which is typically the situation Mm -hmm. when I have a big um, project like that. And I, I know many of, like, my other black influencer sisters who are in that situation a lot of times. It's usually one of us, you know, for the diversity aspect. Mm-hmm. And 
I will say it's been interesting because I feel like a lot of white influencers that I've had conversations with have been very vocal. Like, why do you think that is? Like, why? Like, she was like, would you get an agent? And I said, I would. I just don't think I have an agent now because I don't think anybody knows what to do with me. So Mm. I don't think like most agents right now are white, Jewish male for the most part too you know what I mean there's there's some women holding it down but they're usually white they're in New York they're in LA you don't know that you can pitch me to Johnson's and Essence Mm -hmm, you just don't mm -hmm. know how to navigate that space you know what I mean and then I think on the other side I think the I I, at least my experience I know I, I live in Atlanta so I think being in New York and LA you're a little bit closer to it but I also think that your black agents or managers and stuff like that who do exist, I think they just are so close to it that it, it almost backfires because it's like you'll probably pitch me to like the same three mm-hmm. companies repeatedly, which there's nothing wrong with because relationship building is awesome. But I don't think I have come across somebody yet who knows how to really handle the full scope of a black female influencer honestly because we're so cool like we really we really create everything we don't fit in the box so you don't right? you don't know what to do with that because mm-hmm. like what would you do with beyonce as a you know what i mean or oprah or you know you know Where what i mean go? right like i it's really really hard to even now because you don't even know what to do with me like you can you can hit me with johnson's and parents magazine you can hit me with essence fest you can hit me with black enterprise you can hit me with you know so mary Kay with so many different things and i don't even think people i don't know if there's enough education even on it for you to really get it i think the person who does it will will be somebody who was an influencer mm-hmm, and gets it. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who thought Maddie was out here with an agent, she not. She doing it on her own, y'all. Yeah. Do you hear me? Do you yeah, hear me? Yeah. <laughs> so the agent thing I think is crucial, and then a publicist. I feel like people think that you can't do anything in life without having a publicist. Yeah, and that's a lot. Have <laughs> Have you had a publicist in the past? Um, I have not had a publicist. I have a really great relationship. I know. <laughs> I now here's what I will say a publicist would definitely benefit me at this level in my of, in my career so I definitely understand that and I think like this year but by the time 2019 ends I probably will have some mm-hmm. kind of PR representation I just think that I've been really blessed because I've had really great relationships with PR professionals who kill it so they've been like hey navigate like mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. you know what I mean I, I try my best to be really professional so like you know just me and my team as far as like corresponding with brands and stuff like that I think we do a pretty good job but yeah I think PR would definitely be that extra leg that we need because I kind of feel like I'm in this season in my in my career where it's kind it's time to level up Mm -hmm. you know like I feel like you know uh, we're in a really great place I think in the black female influencer space I think you know girls are starting to get gigs we're starting to work with like household name brands and stuff like that Um, and I I really try my best to to just kind of go to the next level I always kind of want to be a step ahead that's kind Mm -hmm. of always how I've I've looked at myself so really kind of starting to focus on video and Mm -hmm. physical product you know and and really just thinking about what's the next decade going to look like for my brand so for the people out there who might be getting their feet wet in blogging or influencing or anything entrepreneurial mm-hmm. um and don't know when that magic moment will be to walk away from their nine to five mm. how did you know it was time and what were the circumstances around you going full-time with your blog well i knew it was time because i got fired <laughs> so that's what time it is okay <laughs> so the lord was like it's time, it's time. <laughs> Um, and I really wanted to quit for so long because I had had I was 
for me, I just become a mother and I was just like, you know, I was in this new season as a woman and I was like, I just don't want to start this new season still working from somebody. I, I had now been blogging for about four years, a little over four years. So I was like, okay. And I was getting consistent gigs, you know, uh, definitely not at the level that I'm at now, but it was definitely uh, equal to my annual income then. And so I was like, you, I kept on praying on it. I was like, okay, Lord, you know, just show me the sign, show mm -hmm. me the sign, show me the sign. And I, I feel like he was like, I mean, Here I don't go. know what other <laughs> side I could give you, but you fired. And, you know, when that happened, I kind of hit the ground running because it wasn't just like about you know, contributing to my household financially, but now we had a mouth to feed aside mm -hmm. from our own. And that to me kind of lit a fire under me for sure. Well, one thing that I love, um, Maddie, is that you have accumulated all of these experiences and this expertise over the years, and now you share it with people who are interested in blogging or interested in becoming an influencer, but just have no clue where to start. And like we said, a lot of times the resources are coming from people who don't necessarily look like us. So mm -hmm. then if they don't even mm -hmm. have those experiences, right, right. how can they help us navigate right. them? So you have a class called Pitch Please. <laughs> I think that is so cute. <laughs> Tell us about it and who is it for? So Pitch Please is a five-module course where I teach you how to pitch brands successfully. So I had a pre-sale for it in March, and I am just really passionate about helping influencers, especially influencers that look like me, to successfully pitch brands, how to conduct themselves, not only professionally but then also how to negotiate like your coins mm -hmm. you know I think that's I think that's the season kind of like the industry is in a, as a whole but especially girls that look like us I think they're kind of like oh my gosh a brand wants to work with me and it's like okay girl but did you ask for your rate you know like that's cool that they want to work together mm -hmm. but what's next you know this is business you know um, so it really kind of walks you through how to prep and position yourself and why being consistent and why really getting good at content creation and knowing what you're your value is right and then next we talk about presentation what should go in your press kit then we talk about pricing because I think that's the scariest thing and, and the truth is this I'll, I'll, I'll give you a spoiler there is no wrong or right pricing it's just what you're willing to put mm -hmm. you know out there and, and ask for and then we talk about packaging because I think that's also a thing so instead of just saying okay this one Instagram package is going to be a thousand dollars can you package that up into mm -hmm. an Instagram post with five Instagram stories and an Instagram live for five thousand instead Hello, and 5, then last instead. but not least um pitching right how do you negotiate you know pitching is really selling you know i think people think they pitch an idea you present an idea you package your rate and you 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 sell you you, you sell the pitch you you if you don't know how to sell i I can't this, this is not, not for, for you. you. This is definitely not for you, you know, uh, especially if you don't have no agent. You Hello. definitely have to know how to sell. <laughs> okay, so aside from an Instagram, because I know people just think if you have an Instagram, you could be an influencer. Right. Is that the case? Because it might be. I'm yeah. not sure. That's the first part of the question. Is having an Instagram enough? And the second half is, is a blog still necessary? Okay, so this is a loaded question, but happy to break it down. So is Instagram enough? That's up to you, right? So it's like, what's your end goal? If your end goal is to make an extra 500 to $2,000 a month, 
absolutely. You know, you know what, what I mean? If I don't you, like what's coming. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want a, a coin that pays your mortgage and your, you know, and your car note and stuff like that, then Instagram is just not enough. I, and I, I really always, always try my best to advise against just putting all your eggs in the Instagram basket just because you don't own it. Mm-hmm. They can snatch down your content at any time. We saw, and I've seen that with like really established brands with like Aircon just over- got snatched last week. Well, the fashion bomb daily got right, snatched. Fashion bomb. And I was like, mm-hmm. they had like 1.1 million. So I'm like, at any given time, mm-hmm. if they feel like you're not making Instagram more valuable or you're violating anything, they can send. That's just a little bit too much. Scary. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the big risk with your all of your uh, eggs in the Instagram basket. Do you need a blog? Again, what's your end goal? If you're trying to get into TV and you're trying to conquer video, no, you need YouTube. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily need a blog. But if you eventually you want to write a book or if you're trying to have brand campaigns, if you're trying to work with brands, yeah, I think you do. I think you do. I think you do. I'll say this twofold. I think if you don't have an if you don't have a YouTube, you need a blog. blog. If you don't have a blog, then you need to have a YouTube and you definitely need to have an Instagram. Instagram's important. It's just not everything. So I didn't even realize how, you know, they have like Instagram algorithms. Mm hmm. These brands have algorithms and formulas for like how much we are worth, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. much our audience is worth. Right. And I literally sat down with someone and he pulled up this formula yeah. and he put in my name and he said, yeah. this is how much a brand would be willing to pay you. And right. I didn't even know that brands had access to these types of tools. Mm-hmm. So from your experience working with, because you've worked with major, major brands mm-hmm. on national, I don't know, maybe even international <laughs> campaigns, what are some of the things you feel like they're looking for? Aside from obviously the numbers, the engagement, what right. are some things that maybe we just wouldn't know until we got in that position? But, you know, you could tell us a couple of yeah. secrets and we could get in position. <laughs> but what are some things you think well, are important? I, I will say this. I say no to a lot of brands who say, like oh well we with your following we've determined like this is your worth like nobody can tell me my worth except for me so at the end of the day sure your little algorithm software told Mm -hmm. you this this is my rate though so that's how that goes you know so I would advise like I get it like I I I think you know it's easy to be like okay well they said that I'm only worth that so I should say yes to that at the end of the day if you want two thousand dollars for your Instagram post then you go ahead and ask for that you know what I mean I think it's more so I think it's about the selling more than the algorithm, but you know, we can, we can deep dive deeper if we need to on that. I think with brands, I think brands want to know that you're aware of your value. I think they want to understand that, you know, you're a brand that you conduct yourself as the business that you are, um, that you understand your audience, you understand what your audience wants. I think that I've been really fortunate because, uh, I'm really, really clear on the value I provide not only to a brand, but to my audience. And I know how to speak to my audience. A lot of brands do not know how to speak to Mm -hmm. the audience that look like me. They just don't. You know, so that's why I can ask for the same rate that my white counterpart who has five times my following has because they don't have they can't get in front of your people. So Mm -hmm. it's like you don't know how to talk to them. And there's there's just most people aren't as consistent as me. So it's like by by default, like right there, Mm -hmm. it's like I've got the credibility. I've got the consistency. So they're looking for the consistency. They're looking for the presentation. They're looking for. I, I've realized, and this has been hilarious, but I feel like when I've asked for more, I feel like I tend to get it more than when I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like mm-hmm. and when I play scared, it always backfires on me. So I always ask for the outrageous number. If you're asking for a number that doesn't scare you, quite honestly, it's not <sighs> high enough. 
when did you get to the point where you started feeling feeling yourself like, yo, I'm just about to, nope. I, like you got comfortable with turning stuff down because you know when you're mm. first getting started, you you will willingly take those little free products. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like All day. I mean, I took $500, you know, uh, Instagram and sponsored blog posts for, you know, for years. You know what I mean? For a minute where it's like, you know, you then you have to start really, you got to be real nerdy about it. How much does it actually cost you? to create a blog post, right? If it's costing you four seventy five, that five hundred dollars is just no, not gonna no. cut it, right? Between wardrobe, between hiring a photographer, between your, your you know paying for Adobe uh, Creative, all of that. If that's how much it's co- you know, so you got to start getting mm-hmm. real nerdy. What's the actual overhead? Like, let's really break it down. Understand your internal data, not just the algorithm of a social media campaign. And I think that when you start to understand that, I think then it's easier to kind of be like, okay, this doesn't seem like one, it doesn't seem like a fit, not only money wise, but value wise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just turned down like a, a liquor company just because I don't really drink liquor like that. A wine company is sending me like a, a case of wine. I like wine, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's also being really clear on what not only your personal values are, but what are your professional values? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? What do I want to be in alignment with, you know, especially in front of my audience who I do not take their trust for granted. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that I'm operating in truth and authenticity at all times and be in alignment with my values at all times i love it so in alignment with these values and in truth and honesty (laughs) what is and not dollar amount but you can share that too if you so (laughs) please what is the biggest job that you've gotten that you felt like (laughs) mama we made it what was that project last year i had I I want I think I had four or five figure brand campaigns. Oh. So it was just like, oh okay. And one month I made um and I've shared this before, you know, like one month I I made my a little bit over my annual income. So, you know, like I made nice. $49,000 a year when I was at my 9 to 5 and I made 535 last August. And so it was like, oh, okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, so we're here. So we're here. So I think it's just like Really kind of stepping back and realizing like, okay, people have budgets, you know what I mean? Um, Really do the work and really understand your value. Because I think also this, brands brands have the coin and they're also, they're open to you justifying your ask, right? So the ask isn't the crazy thing, Mm -hmm, it's the justification mm -hmm, of the ask. So if you don't know how to break down why you're asking somebody for $5,000, you're gonna, it's gonna be less likely, Mm -hmm. you know? If you can justify the ask and you can get on the phone with somebody and justify the ask, I think that's a big thing too, you know? So the Maddie, you're not Maddie Allergy anymore. You are the Maddie James. <laughs> the Maddie James team. Mm-hmm. What does it take to pull off these posts? Because people will look yeah. at your blog <laughs> or your Instagram and be like, oh, I could just take pictures and get paid. Yeah. But it's a real production. So a real who production. is on this team and what does it take to actually pull off so these really five-figure partnerships? <laughs> so it's a lot. So we have... We, I have a photographer and creative director, and she kind of, like, handles anything that's creative. If I'm like, okay, I want it to look like this, she'll go, like, reference things. She'll go, like, research at Target, like, how much it is, or is it on Amazon? Is it within the budget I said it should be in and stuff like that? So she tackles that. Um, then we have my video editor and producer. So when it comes to video, she films. She'll uh, storyboard everything. We'll write the treatment out together and just discuss, like, what it is we're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know? Um, then we have my business assistant who 
literally like that's how these deals be going down right where I'm like you know she'll be like okay they said this is the rate what do you want to tell them and I'll tell her and she'll you know she'll concoct it in a professional way and I'll <laughs> be like absolutely not I'm not doing this lower for this amount you know and she'll she'll navigate that for me so I think that's really cool um then I have my lawyer so that's always great to have just to make sure you don't get sued you know everything mm-hmm. you're talking about you know um, my graphic artist so if I do need to make graphics and that's more so on like the uh the the pitch please and course side um and then there's one more person who am I forget oh my money manager who makes sure that Can't forget yeah, that one. yeah I cannot forget <laughs> my money manager who makes sure like I'm actually bringing in money I'm staying in the black how much did I pay mm-hmm, myself mm-hmm. how much did I pay my team how much did I reinvest in like the education of myself going to conferences mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. of that um so it's about those six ladies all black women hello um everybody with the exception of my video producer is a mom and a wife and so I think that was well, a mom not everybody's a wife but is a mom and so I think that's pretty cool. So you mentioned um, that a lot of your career, this the the beginnings of your career was relationship building, and we always talk about um, on the podcast just that the power is really in your people, absolutely, especially in this industry because you have an amazing team. Your team is thank amazing. You. Thank yeah. you. Um, but I think with within the influencer industry, once you have a connection, um, you know that can take you very far. For that sure. can open up plenty of doors and lots of opportunities for those who might just be getting started who don't have those relationships mm-hmm. what's your best advice to starting those relationships and nurturing them mm-hmm. because my problem has been I hate when people get on my nerves so in turn mm-hmm. I don't ever want to get on anybody's nerves for sure so that a lot of times has led me to not following up sure. not being persistent right, right, but right, I right, know right, that right, that right. has you know right yeah it can sometimes like hinder you right Mm -hmm. because that's me sometimes as well so I think it's really just getting yourself in these rooms right because I think like yeah if you kind of like jump in somebody's inbox or you call them you're kind of like ah is this a good time Mm -hmm, it gets mm -hmm. nerve-wracking but if you're in a conference room if you're at a retreat if you're somewhere where it's relevant the Mm -hmm. conversation and interaction is relevant that's really really huge and I think also just reaching out to people when you don't need them and you know maybe something Mm -hmm. big happened or maybe they haven't been on on Instagram as much like hey man notice you haven't been on in a couple weeks just wanted to check on you you know just want to see if everything's good would love to grab lunch or coffee so I think actually being supportive and mm-hmm. I think the issue that we have now is that we are making engagement and support synonymous and they're very different things right. Not the same. you know so I, I think if it's coming from a genuine place I think if it's within context you know and I think being persistent means maybe trying like you know like one or two times and then if you don't get anything back then kind of like like chill and maybe kind of let some time pass or catch them at the next event and kind of say, hey, you know, because sometimes people are busy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe they had a death in the family. Maybe they had something going on with their job. You know, maybe they were really busy with the launch. So I think sometimes we can internalize it and take it personally. Mm -hmm. And it really let your pride. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so aside from you being a boss (laughs) and a happy wife, you are a mom. Yes. And I think moms are superheroes. Like (laughs) I feel like I don't have enough time in the day and I still in all honesty, don't uh, don't even understand how you run an errand with kids, like how you stop for gas and run into the gas station. Well, the, I don't the, get it. That's not a real question. Is, but go ahead. You yeah, the spoiler me. is no one knows how you do that. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? a, yeah. Okay. No, you don't so find out. You just have the kids, and you just like figure it out as you go along. Yeah. Uh, there's okay. no like. I'm not gonna just get us. No, yeah. No, okay. I don't know. I would be a trillionaire if I knew. Okay. So that. Okay. So that's that. Um. But how do you manage it all? Like, how do you? And there's there might not even be like one answer but 
I need an answer because I cannot imagine <laughs> like having a husband and kids depending on me and mm-hmm. doing the things that I do now. I just can't imagine it. Yeah. So tell me something, girl, like one thing, just one thing that helps you get through the day. Well, and don't I'll, say you wake up early, please. <laughs> well, I don't think you want me to answer. I think I think one, I, I have to be very transparent because I know everybody wants the Instagram answer. It is way harder than you think it is. So whatever you think it is, it's probably about 25 times that. So that's that. Um, I think for me, I've gotten really good at asking for help because mm-hmm. I think that there's just no way you know I think for me my West African background I'm kind of just like we have a tribe and I lean on my tribe hey mom you know mama James hey I'm gonna bring the kids over I just need them to stay over for a couple hours are you guys available you know I think when you're able to ask for help and you put yourself in a position where you can be vulnerable Mm -hmm. you can be transparent you get the help more than you even need it sometimes right because people are like oh you know are you good everything's Mm -hmm. all right I think I think there's this kind of like self-imposed you know superhero syndrome that moms sometimes have that we have to do it all you know I have to be snatched I've got to be beat I got to make sure my man good I got to make sure it's like for what like you know and balance looks different every day sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm an amazing mom I kill it at you know this whole maddiejames.com thing and I was a trash wife you know because I talked to my husband for five minutes because so much was going on some days I kill it at being a wife Mm -hmm. I'm an amazing mother and I just dropped the ball at the business thing and my goal is just not I'm not really looking to be perfect you know what I mean like the goal is excellence and showing up every day and really doing the best I can you know you'll drop the ball but the next day it's just going to be like just try to do better yeah just so you know so yeah and I think if parenting taught me anything if motherhood has taught me anything is humility Mm. you know what I mean you're you don't have it all together but I I don't think what makes children happy is perfect parents I think what makes children whole and complete is parents who are imperfect and vulnerable enough even with their children to like say you know what that wasn't the right call you know this is how I fix it I think that's so much healthier especially for my girls I'm like that's so much healthier when I'm like ah that wasn't a good idea okay let's clean it up or let's pick up the pieces mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a way better lesson than being like dinner's ready and everything's right. clean and, the, and the then they have to live up. up to that perfect yeah patty. it's just like yeah it's not really one it's not realistic and then two for me I'm not trying to raise perfect children I'm trying to raise complete children I love it so how important has having a supportive spouse been to your career it's everything I don't see how it how it would yeah, even it's be everything. possible yeah I don't even <clears throat> I don't even have to let you finish the the, the question it, like it's it's, just... it's it's everything there's no way I would be it like makes me emotional it's just everything when you decide to share your life with someone and they are so open and so supportive to you going after everything you wanted and making sacrifices and it being inconvenient sometimes and, and still rooting you on that is it's really unmatched it's just everything I like stand for my husband the only Chris I acknowledge is James like (laughs) that is that's my homie like he he makes me believe in myself he reminds me that I'm complete right like because I think the one thing we always talk about is like we could absolutely do this without each other but his support and his love and just who he is reminds me every day that I don't want to do it without him Love it. Good answer. And I always listen from the beginnings when I had the single wives club, I always said, like, I want some honey to go with my money. Yeah. I'm not about this life by myself. It's I'm not. so much more fun. I'm not 
about to say it's so it listen ladies like it's fun. hard out here um this single life well i'm not single no more but that single <laughs> life was stressful okay and now having help yeah it's, you know it's just like life i don't feel like life is meant to be no it's not alone it, it's just not designed like it's that not. it's just not like no matter what you believe in it's literally not designed like that um look at your car <laughs> look at your taxes um and it's it is really really hard work like marriage is extremely hard work especially if you want a happy one mm-hmm. um and and like i said motherhood kicks my butt every single day but gosh it is so much more i'm so much more full um and i learn about my the capacity of like my character and my mindset every single day just because I'm like, okay, I'm going to show up for these three amazing people in my life every single day. It, it hurts. It's excruciating sometimes. I'm super tired sometimes. You do have to wake up early, you know. <sighs> not, not not Maybe not all the time. I think I'm in this season. I have two kids under the age of five. I'm just in a season where it's like I'm, I'm, I'm stretched, yeah. you know. I, I've got to wake up early. Like if I'm, if I'm trying to knock out stuff between eight and four, because I don't really, I very seldom do work things after 4 p.m., you know what I mean? Like, I mean – I, I would say That's like good. yeah if it's if it's not paid or if it's not something where it's like relationship based or anything like that I, I just really say no at this point just because my kids are never going to be four and one again right, right so right. I have to say no to a lot of things and it's not always comfortable but that's absolutely a sacrifice I'm willing to make. And that's just that's just part of the deal. That's and just part possible. of the gig. You are proof that it is possible. <laughs> if you're willing to work for it, you if can you, have it. I, that's, I, I just added it to my Instagram bio. Hashtag do the work. because You have to. There's no Listen, and you said something, I think, when I was interviewing you for um, Workplace Lay last year. Like, there's no elevator. There's no elevator there's, to success. There's no it's elevator. It's not happening. You got to sweat on them stairs. I, I haven't met. I haven't met anybody. Like, I'm thinking about, like, my married friends, my entrepreneurs entrepreneurial friends friends who are both you know what I mean where everybody's like yeah this is hard as hell Mm -hmm. like it's super super tough it is it's amazing like there's so many different sides but there's a lot that you guys don't see that it's like you know it's just like when you sow a seed right most of that work is underground Mm -hmm. you know what I mean when you plant it when it establishes roots when it starts to sprout up you can't really see all that stuff you know what I mean so it's it's a lot of hard work but if that's what you want just know that there's an amount of work for it to be successful that comes with it so speaking of success in all of your um, pivots your different experiences if you could write a recipe for success your own Mm -hmm. Maddie James recipe with three (laughs) ingredients what would they be? I think God first, family second, and myself always. Mm. Right? I like that. I like that. Because um, I think they're, and I think family meaning, like for me, family is not only Chris, Mays, and Kaliana. It's also my team. You know, it's also my tribe of girlfriends. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? But yeah, God first, family second, and myself always. So Anytime I have not been myself, it has always kicked me right in the face. Not even in my butt. It's kicked <laughs> me in my face, right in my teeth. You know what I mean? This is true. And so, and you know, to, if I'm being frank, God didn't make any mistakes. So, like, if he wanted me to be a different way, he would have made me a different way. So, being myself always is something that I have to be true to. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's the recipe. Because it, it doesn't matter. Cause, and I said this in the IG Live once. It was like, I would kill it if I was working at Target. So I think so many times we attach our worth to our work, mm. right? But your worth is really in your life. How do you conduct yourself? What's your character and your integrity talking about? You know what I mean? Because you can put me in any situation, I'm going to win. I you know what it. I mean? But that's not because of my title. That's because of my, my mindset. Character. Right. 
Okay, so our last little segment here, I call it top, top five, top five, top five. I have five either ors. I'm going to name them. You just pick one. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Lauren Hill or Erica Badu? Ooh, Erica Badu. The people going to get you. <laughs> um, prayer or meditation? Prayer. Uh, Fresh Prince or Martin? <laughs> I'm laughing because this is me and my husband. I'm going to say for me, Fresh Prince. Me too, girl. Uh, listen, Nobody I'm just like, agrees. I know. I'm going to say Fresh Prince for me. But Black America is going to say Black Martin. America says Martin. You we know, know what I mean? But, oh, you know, y'all can have it. Right. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. You, you know. Give me my little throwback <laughs> episodes. Okay, TLC or Destiny's Child? Destiny's Child. You didn't even like, you're like. Beyonce, no guys. Beyonce. All right. Uh, <laughs> Cat Williams or Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. I Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we can agree to disagree, Maddie. I appreciate you. Look, it's after four, y'all, and uh, Maddie James is here in the building. I I was excited to be here, man. Thanks you. so much. It's for about time. Me. Um, I definitely should have had you on long ago, but I'm so <laughs> excited that you joined I us. Know, Please let our listeners, our viewers, our audience know where they can find you, follow you, and support you. You can follow me everywhere at the Maddie James everywhere on social. So. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of that. You can check out my podcast, The Maddie James Show, on iTunes or SoundCloud. And, of course, you can check out my site at maddiejames.com. Make sure you join us October 31st through November 3rd right here in ATL for Work, Pray, Slay weekend. It's going down. Passes are on sale now. Yes. And make sure you grab your spring issue, Work Mad. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.